It's June the 17th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends, to this year-long journey. We hopped on the Bible bus in January. Here we are coming, well, we're in the middle of June, heading toward the end of the month, almost halfway through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Whether you're brand new, whether you're just starting, or if you've been with us from the beginning, God bless you. Heard from somebody the other day who said, uh, he said, my wife and I haven't missed a single day yet. In fact, I've had two couples say that to me. Just blows me away. Thank you for your faithfulness. We are glad you have joined us. By the way, just a reminder that one of the best things you can do to help us out besides praying and your words of encouragement, which are much appreciated, is to take a moment, especially if you're on Facebook, um, maybe that's the easiest way to do it. If you are on Facebook, and a lot of you are, uh, it would help us a great deal. If you would uh, click the share button on one of these daily videos and share uh, share these daily Bible readings with your friends. Let me explain what I mean. I've got somebody out on the West Coast a few weeks ago who did this. And let me, what this friend did was she clicked on the share button for May the 1st. Back then, we were in 1 Samuel 25, 26, and 27. So she clicked on the share button, and then above it, you know, when you're sharing, you can either just share it directly or you can add some comments. This is what she said above that Bible reading. She said, are you reading the Bible? I am, exclamation point. Join me 20 minutes or less every day, six or more ways to hear the word, and Pastor Ray gets to read the hard words. And she put a little smiley face there. Wow, well, here in First Chronicles, as you know and can tell, there are a lot of hard words. Then my friend said, it's so good, y'all. I like that. And it's free. Isn't that great? Kind of feel the personality coming through there. I think when we've got, when you say it like that, you're not just say you're not just saying here, let's read the Bible, but you're saying why it means something to you. And I think some of her friends probably have joined on as a result. You could help us by doing that. Now, let's hop right into today's Bible reading. This is First Chronicles 20, 21 and 22. We're retelling Ezra, we think the author of Chronicles is retelling the story of David. He's hitting on the high points. He's showing that David was God's ideal king. He's the ideal earthly king who points to the coming king, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, 1 Chronicles chapter 20. In the spring, when kings march out to war, Joab led the army and destroyed the Ammonites' land. He came to Rabbah and besieged it, but David remained in Jerusalem. Joab attacked Rabbah and demolished it. Then David took the crown from the head of their king, and it was placed on David's head. He found that the crown weighed 75 pounds of gold, and there was a precious stone in it. In addition, David took away a large quantity of plunder from the city. He brought out the people who were in it and put them to work with saws, iron picks, and axes. David did the same to all the Ammonite cities. Then he and all his troops returned to Jerusalem. After this, a war broke out with the Philistines at Gezer. At that time, Sibachai, the Hushathite, killed Sippai, a descendant of the Rephaim, and the Philistines were subdued. Once again, there was a battle with the Philistines, and Elhanan, son of Jair, 
killed Lami, brother of Goliath of Gath. The Goliath. The Goliath from the, the one that David killed. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam. There was still another battle at Gath where there was a man of extraordinary stature with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, 24 in all. He too was descended from the giant. When he taunted Israel, Jonathan, son of David's brother Shimei, killed him. These were the descendants of the giant in Gath, killed by David and his soldiers. First Chronicles 21. Everything's great. Everything is great. Victory after victory, you would think. Watch out. First Chronicles 21. Dave, uh, Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to count the people of Israel. So David said to Joab and the commanders of the troops, go and count Israel from Beersheba to Dan and bring a report to me so I can know their number. Joab replied, may the Lord multiply the number of his people a hundred times over. My Lord the king, aren't they all my Lord's servants? Why does my Lord want to do this? Why should he bring guilt on Israel? Yet the king's order prevailed over Joab, so Joab left and traveled throughout Israel and then returned to Jerusalem. Joab gave the total troop registration to David. In all Israel, there were 1,100,000 armed men, and in Judah itself, 400,000, 470,000 armed men. But he did not include Levi and Benjamin in the count because the king's command was detestable to him. This command was also evil in God's sight, so he afflicted Israel. David said to God, I have sinned greatly because I have done this thing. Now please take away your servant's guilt, for I've been very foolish. Then the Lord instructed Gad, David's seer, go and say to David, this is what the Lord says. I'm going to offer you three choices. Choose one of them for yourself, and I will do it to you. So Gad went to David and said to him, this is what the Lord says. Take your choice. Three years of famine or three months of devastation by your foes with the sword of your enemy overtaking you or three days of the sword of the Lord, a plague on the land, the angel of the Lord bringing destruction to the whole territory of Israel. Now decide what answer I should take back to the one who sent me. David answered Gad, I am in anguish. Please let me fall into the Lord's hands because his mercies are very great, but don't let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel and 70,000 Israelite men died. Then God sent an angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. But when the angel was about to destroy the city, the Lord looked, relented concerning the destruction, and said to the angel who was destroying the people, Enough! Withdraw your hand now. The angel of the Lord was then standing at the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. When David looked up and saw the angel of the Lord standing between earth and heaven, with his sword drawn in his hand stretched out over Jerusalem, David and the elders covered and sackcloth fell face down. David said to God, wasn't I the one who gave the order to count the people? I am the one who has sinned and acted very wickedly. But these sheep, what have they done? Lord, my God, please let your hand be against me and against my father's family. But don't let the plague be against your people. So the angel of the Lord ordered Gad to tell David to go and set up an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. David went up at Gad's command, spoken in the name of the Lord. Ornan was threshing wheat when he turned and saw the angel. His four sons who were with him hid. David came to Ornan, and when Ornan looked and saw David, he left the threshing floor and bowed to David with his face to the ground. Then David said to Ornan, Give me this threshing floor plot, 
so that I may build an altar to the Lord on it. Give it to me for the full plot price so that the plague on the people may be stopped. Ornan said to David, take it. My Lord, the king may do whatever he wants. See, I give the oxen for the burnt offerings, the threshing sledges for the wood and the wheat for the grain offering. I give it all. King David answered Ornan, no, I insist on paying the full price for I will not take for the Lord what belongs to you or offer burnt offerings that cost me nothing. So David gave Ornan 15 pounds of gold for the plot. He built an altar to the Lord there and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He called on the Lord and he answered him with fire from heaven on the altar burnt offering. Then the Lord spoke to the angel and he put his sword back into its sheath. At that time, David offered sacrifices there when he saw that the Lord answered him at the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. The tabernacle of the Lord, which Moses made in the wilderness, and the altar of burnt offering were at the high place in Gibeon. But David could not go before it to inquire of God because he was terrified of the sword of the Lord's angel. First Chronicles 22. Then David said, This is the house of the Lord God. And this is the altar of burnt offering for Israel. So David gave orders to gather the resident aliens that were in the land of Israel, and he appointed stone cutters to finish to cut finished stones for building God's house. David supplied a great deal of iron to make the nails for the doors of the gates and for the fittings, together with an immeasurable quantity of bronze and innumerable cedar logs, because the Sidonians and Tyrians had brought a large quantity of cedar logs to David. David said, My son Solomon is young and inexperienced, and the house that is to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly great and famous and glorious in all the lands. Therefore, I will make provision for it. So David made lavish preparations for it before his death. Then he summoned his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. My son David said to Solomon, It was in my heart to build a house for the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, you have shed much blood and waged great wars. You are not to build a house for my name because you have shed so much blood on the ground before me. But a son will be born to you. He will be a man of rest. I will give him rest from all his surrounding enemies, for his name will be Solomon. And I will give peace and quiet to Israel during his reign. He is the one who will build a house for my name. He will be my son. I will be his father. I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you. and May you succeed in building the house of the Lord your God, as he said about you. Above all, may the Lord give you insight and understanding when he puts you in charge of Israel so that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will succeed if you carefully follow the statutes and ordinances the Lord commanded Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged. Notice I have taken great pains to provide for the house of the Lord 3,775 tons of gold, 37,750 tons of silver, and bronze of iron that can't be weighed because there is so much of it. I have also provided timber and stone, but you will need to add more to them. You also have many workers, stonecutters, masons, carpenters, and people skilled in every kind of work in gold, iron, bronze, and gold, silver, bronze, and iron beyond number. Now begin the work, and may the Lord be with you. Then David ordered all the leaders of Israel to help his son Solomon. The Lord your God is with you, isn't he? And hasn't he given you rest on every side? For he has handed the, Lord, the land's inhabitants over to me, and the land has been subdued before the Lord and his people. Now determine 
in your heart and mind to seek the Lord your God. Get started building the Lord God's sanctuary so that you may bring the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and the Holy Articles of God to the temple that is to be built for the name of the Lord. I just have one question here. Is it wrong to take a census? Is it is it wrong to count? I mean, in this chapter, somebody counted up all that gold, which is a lot, and all that silver, which is a lot. What did it say? It said 3,775 tons of gold. You know how much gold that is? That's a lot of gold. And 37,750, 10 times as much, 10 times as many tons of silver. And so much bronze and iron, it just it's beyond counting. Yeah, are these numbers literal? Of course they are. Somebody counted them. And I mean, we've got well, we've got the book of numbers, and we've had several times in our reading the old testament where the, you know, how many in this tribe, how many in this tribe, and how many soldiers from Issachar, and how many soldiers from Gad, and how many, so is it wrong? Is it wrong to take a census? No. Is it wrong to count your money? No. Is it, is it wrong to count the soldiers in your army? No. Then, 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 well, it's just Satan. I mean, what was wrong with what David did? It had to do with the motive. You know, I said, I said at the end of chapter 20, it's just victory, uh, victory after victory after victory. You know, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're David. You know, too much success goes to your head. It was Bill Gates, founder of Microsoft, who said success is a lousy feature. It makes smart people think they can do no wrong. David was a smart man, and ultimately he was a godly man, but it went to his head. Win all those battles, defeat all those bad guys, bring all those prisoners home and turn them into workers, you know, forced labor, all this. Yeah, let me find out. I want to know how big is my army? Well, it was plenty big, over a million soldiers, so a fantastically large number. But Joab, in this case, Joab was smarter than David. May the Lord make make the numbers of Israel a hundred times bigger. Only, only do not make, do not make the Lord angry. Satan, I, I you know, it's just Satan inside of David. I think he only had to whisper it once, just one time, one little whisper. David, that's a really good idea. Pride makes us stupid. Too much victory makes us lazy and incautious, and it, it causes us to, too much success makes us uh, ready to do things that in normal times we would never do. Pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Lord, deliver us today. That's all. Deliver us from pride and foolishness arrogance. Help us to remember that without you, not only do we have nothing, Lord, without you, we are nothing. Without you, Lord Jesus, we can do nothing. We are nothing without you. We have nothing. We can do nothing. Lord, it's all from you. It's all for you. It's all under you. Help us to live today for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. That's our prayer, folks. And in that spirit, go out and have a great God-blessed day. Come back tomorrow. More to come from the story of David in 1 Chronicles. See you then.